94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. 7.32, good morning. Hi, how are you? Hey, yeah. yeah. We talk over each other because we're such radio professionals <laughs> here. Uh, it's Devin. And Esme, and we got our Kumu Kokua segment. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we bring in Hawaii's leaders and experts to talk about the issues you care about during the COVID-19 crisis and to answer your questions. And we are very excited to have back in the studio for the Live. first time in many weeks, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. He always does our, our weekly Friday update, yes. but uh, this is the first time since I think March. Wow. Was it March yeah. or early April that yeah, we've had April, you? I think, yeah. yeah, that we've yeah. had you in. I would. I can't even believe it because it feels like just yesterday. Mostly because we're together. On the, <laughs> yeah, on the phone. exactly, exactly. <laughs> we, but we uh, we hear from you every week, so yeah. that's cool. And I have to paint this visual because there have been some weeks, especially when uh, COVID nineteen was when we were not yet flattening the curve. And I would either when you were coming into the studio, or I would see you in the news conferences, and I could read the stress on your face because mm-hmm. we were on the upswing. With the COVID mm-hmm. cases at that point, but we have flattened the curve for a while now, and I have to say the visual when the Lieutenant Governor came in this morning, his face was a completely different person. Yeah. Like, <sighs> Yeah, maybe so. I, I think we um, we did flatten the curve, and people sacrificed so incredibly. There's new, re- there's new reasons to worry and new stresses. That's always the case, I guess, but uh, moving past the concern that people could die was the, the greatest concern I had. Mm. So I'm, I'm just so relieved that we're past that. And, and when we start to restore our economy, it's new challenges, which I'm sure we're going to get into today, new challenges to keep our people safe. So uh, we can dive in anywhere you want, but right. yeah, less stress right now for the moment. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Actually, right now, um, I know there's the, the conversation obviously is is focusing on reopening. You went to the legislature with with a plan, some proposals for how to reopen our tourism to Trans-Pacific yes. uh, visitors. Can you talk about that? Sure. Uh, so first, by way of basic overview, just about one case a day for the last month and no fatalities for the month. And so we're in the green zone, which is to say we're safe. Hospitals have plenty of capacity and then to spare. So we can open up from a health standpoint. So the Gov made the announcement uh, early this week that we can open up inter-island travel on the 16th. That'll be the way we start getting all of our protocols and debug the system and so on. Uh, but then then we raise the next question because it'll be safe to do inter-island travel. And there's such a low prevalence of the disease right now that we're not going to have we should not have any outbreaks or, or spikes in, in disease internally. But when you do open up uh, to the mainland, that's where we will, of course, have extra risk because there are higher rates everywhere mm-hmm. than Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And so what I've proposed is two things. Let me be very clear. The, the best thing we could possibly do is to have people get a test within three days of their travel to Hawaii that's negative. That will give us a whole layer of, of assurance, not perfect, but a big reassuring uh, dose of, of testing so that we know that we're at the lowest risk. Now, that's super complicated, and we'll talk about that. I, I called that travel with aloha, and I still support that. Uh, but it's it's difficult because you cannot mandate people to get a test. It's not mm. legal, it turns out. Um, people have constitutional rights to refuse. And, of course, we have the right to put them in quarantine. But there lies the problem. If we have the quarantine, we really will not have tourism. And I know some people out there, I totally respect this. They say, hey, well, then forget it. Don't come. However, tell that to the 100,000 people that don't have that jobs, don't and, have jobs right. and, mm-hmm. and they're paying for their child care or, mm-hmm. or their medicines or they don't have insurance. I mean, so that, that's the challenge. So testing, traveling with Aloha, best thing to do. Next best is to have really comprehensive screening and testing on this end. And the, the, 
the challenge there is if we have historically had 30,000 people a day, let's say we get 40% of that or some such number as we go forward, it's still, you're still talking about 12 or 15,000 people a day. And we can't test that many people a day here. So you'd have to have other mechanisms, which we're putting all of those in place, mm. really a bunch of layers. And then I proposed additionally that you, in addition to all of that, you do random testing. And here's the why, here's the reason why. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet whether it's going to be one in 10,000 people that travel to Hawaii that are asymptomatic with COVID or one in 100. We don't know. And if you do a study, in other words, you constantly are sampling randomly people coming in, you will quickly find out, and we can start that pretty much right away Mm because we have some people coming in, you quickly find out whether it's almost no risk or really big risk. And that was the purpose of that proposal. And and I'll be fighting for that really hard. Uh, I did have a great meeting with the director of health and our epidemiologist, Dr. Park, and they understand where I'm coming from, but I'm doing more than just health. This is also health, this is economics, this is public safety, that's many things. And so I hope people will understand because I had a little bit of pushback on social media yesterday when I when I talked about that. People said, wait, you're not it's not gonna be safe enough. It's just a random sample. Well, in order for me to explain it like I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. the random sample tells us where we are as far as risk goes. And if it's real risky, then sure. Then we will have no choice but to test every single individual that comes into Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But if it's just one in ten thousand, no big deal. Then I can tell you we will not have a surge. We will not have extra fatalities. So it's a scientific process that I'm trying to use. And I hope that people understand that that's the really only way to, to get this this baby open. Uh, 94.7 Kumua. We're here with uh, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green on Kumu Kokua. So I just I was trying to understand how this works because I know uh, a moment ago we were talking about. So we can't require that people. Uh, be tested but in the case of if we did random testing could they still refuse they could yeah. and and the way you do is you structure the study so that uh, you would ask every 10th or 20th person to participate in a, um, a travel safe hawaii protocol which is the way governor likes to to frame it and he liked this idea by the way and if someone says no it's okay uh, we we are still going to check them for temperature. They'll be still going through the thermal scanners. We're still going to get all their information. Everyone gets all that. But if someone says, I will not allow you to test me, we we do want to be respectful of their constitutional rights, and we would just go to the next person. Uh, and you set up the study so that you get an adequate number so that it, it's statistically significant. And someone wrote me this morning and said, hey, you're, does that mean you're going to miss 19 out of 20? No, it, that means that this is about making sure that from a population standpoint, we know we're not going to get a surge of COVID. There's still all the other things we need to do. And it'll be really good if it comes in tandem with 40, 50, 90 percent of people getting uh, a test before they come to Hawaii. Then we're really looking good. Uh, but that's not something that unless the federal government steps in, that we will be able to just snap our fingers and have happen. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that's not going to happen. I don't think so. <laughs> federal government step again? Yeah, I don't think that's going to be happening. Um, you know, or last week when you came to visit us, uh, we talked a little bit about the bubble tourism thing. Yes. Uh, is that kind of where you're also going with in terms of, okay, so we know the people from, I don't know. Japan or Korea. Japan or fine. Yeah. Or Australia. Or, 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 even, or even, uh, we were talking about the uh, the content, the, the mainland. Are we talking about, okay, so if you're coming from Georgia, where they're sort of opening up and there's all these people catching these cases, maybe you should not be visiting us right now. I mean, I don't think we can do something like that, but... 
It's hard. Ideally, would that be what we would say? Okay, right. you guys are okay, and you guys are okay, because <laughs> you haven't had cases in a couple weeks, but mm, that area, I don't know if you should be visiting us. Well, from a um, just a pure logic standpoint, yes. That, mm. that is the way you'd approach it. You'd, you'd have some areas that are high risk and some areas are low risk, right. and you would adjust your screening and testing. Uh, the challenge is this. Uh, number one, if you open up from one region, people will fly to that region. I was speaking to the heads of tourism. They'll fly to that region and they'll leave from there for their vacation. <laughs> yeah. So that makes a challenge. The reason that some people like the bubbles with um, whether it's Japan or South Korea or New Zealand or Australia or even Alaska is because we are able to enter into agreements with them where they'll be reciprocal mm. and they will test because we'll ask them to test and we'll do the same on our end to keep their people safe. Now, it's interesting. I did get some pushback because when we recommended that uh, the population from the from the mainland uh, particularly, you know, like California, people are saying, well, why would you why would you have favoritism towards the Japanese community rather than Californians? Hmm. And it's not really favoritism at all. Honestly, and I've expressed this to the gov, the way you have to describe this and, and, and help people understand is it's not specific to a country. It's specific to anyone that has a low risk that has demonstrated that the prevalence of the disease is sufficiently low to match Hawaii's. Yeah. If someone else has a prevalence that's even better than ours, as good or better than ours, then they are a safe corridor of travel. It really has nothing to do with the fact that we are really tight with Japan or, or have a historical good rapport with Korea. It's that we see a similarly health affected area. And that's probably also the only way you can do it legally. I've, I've spoken with the attorney general a lot of meetings going on these days. <laughs> and that's the way I'd approach it. But uh, it would be a test because let's just say theoretically, theoretically after a month of, of seamless inter-island travel and no extra cases, which we should not have, all of our protocols are in place real nicely and we can open up to travel to the mainland or to wherever else. It might be easier to start sooner with areas that have just so little disease that we're not worried about them overwhelming us. I would say that they'd get the benefit going earlier. 94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. We are very happy to welcome in Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Indeed. Uh, he's actually, he's talking story with the people on Facebook right now. Yes, Facebook Live which is important because, again, if you're just tuning in, it's the first time in weeks, months, actually, mm -hmm. uh, since the, the, the LG has been here in the studio. I mean, he's been talking with us by the phone uh, every Friday. But I just got to tell you, uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, folks like our friend Kelly, who I saw yesterday, um, <laughs> there are a number of Kumu listeners who listen specifically on Friday for your updates. So you got fans out there. She said she actually, Kelly was actually telling me, she goes, she tells her kids, hurry up, get in the car because the governor going to be on the radio. We got to hear her. People are way too nice. And that balances out the occasional moment where I get yelled at for doing bad stuff. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Because we married. We know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're married. I'm not married. People, people. No, no, I said we, we married. Yeah, 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 yeah no, no, no. But I'm just saying yeah. that. And, listener, and we men. Listeners often get confused and think you and I are married, and that's not. Oh, that's not the grief, case. So. No, oh please. <laughs> that's what I thought. No, no, no. We just, we just send that record straight there. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Please don't, please don't pass that rumor around. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That'd be bad. That'd be bad. <laughs> My anyway, wife would be like, go, take them. 
Anywho. Anywho. Uh, so we have the lieutenant governor here talking about the steps that Hawaii is taking to uh, get us closer to reopening to trans-Pacific tourism. And in a moment ago, just before the break, we were talking about the legalities, I think, of different, you know, of testing and, and, and what people are saying. What are the objections? You were starting to talk about this off the air, and I wondered if you could talk about it on the air, um, about... Uh, uh, people objecting to, oh, say, Japan or Korea being the first of places that we're looking at. And then also talking about um, related to the testing issue and the legality. So I know you were saying earlier that that you can't force people to take a test, but there's all that thermal screening going on. And is that legal? Yes. Okay. Uh, So great questions. So the the interesting pushback about having a different country come to Hawaii first is I think a little bit of um, insular jealousy, which is understandable because heck, um, we do a lot more business with people from California and the mainland anyway, and we love all of our t- our travelers. I mean, equally, they each each and every group is something special for Hawaii, but we are you know Americans, and so the idea that we would lean towards uh, international destinations first, I think that probably you know, has some people up in arms. I, I'll be, let me be real candid. My friends that are kind of uh, right-wingers, they get really peeved when we do stuff like that mm-hmm. because they are kind of America first guys, but everyone loves our country. So I say that respectfully. Mm-hmm. And then um, other people talk about just the civil rights questions and those have to all be met too. So look, I say right now, whatever we can do safely, we're gonna welcome people back in, in general. Long-term, look at the big picture. Long term, if we're doing things safely and we we have a safe international circumstance where we don't have global pandemics here and there, <laughs> we're going to want people from from uh, L.A. and New York and Japan and everywhere across the mm-hmm. globe. So uh, we're going to want everyone back. So let's keep that in mind because Hawaii is diverse and it's a melting pot and it's special, period. And it's an economic question where we need to have young families have enough resources to buy a house or at least rent one. So big questions have to be dealt with. Now, you asked the questions about testing and the legality of testing. Well, it turns out that it is not legal to force someone to get a test. And as much as we would like to get comprehensive testing, at least me, uh, for people coming in, because the simplest thing to do, you're negative, fine. Go out to the beach, you know, and find somebody to snuggle up with. That is awesome but then you're not spreading a virus, okay? That's key. You can't do that. So what the mechanism has been is we can quarantine people or, or have a 14-day quarantine. That is legal. And I'm just dealing with those realities. If, if there weren't those considerations, I would uh, just tell everyone respectfully, simply don't come if you're not prepared to have a quick test because we are going to put our, our kupuna first and our children first, and that's it. Um, but we're not legally able to do that. And if you still have a quarantine we will not actually open the economy, the tourism economy. So uh, the best I can do right now is tell everybody out there that's listening and as they talk to their friends, please do, just for the sake of helping us, do get a test uh, 72 hours or sooner before you travel, within 72 hours. You'll get a test to be cleared. It would be great. It will also very likely help you get through security much quicker when you come into Hawaii. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an incentive. And in addition to that, I'm going to continue to push for the studies and for testing as many people as will will avail themselves of a test for free. Mind you, it's going to be a free test. 
uh, because once again, it'll be safer for us and I can then apply those principles to keep us um, really secure and safe. I hope people understand that that's where I'm coming from. Uh, these are pretty challenging questions in a very new, new universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. You said something interesting about incentives. Will there be incentives for people who actually uh, either get pre-tested or come here and get a test? I've asked for that. Mm. So if people get a pre-test, I'm asking that they get kind of fast-tracked through security because they will fall into a lower risk category. So we'll have low risk and higher risk uh, for screening, which we're allowed to do. So that's one thing. And then definitely I'm very open to, open to giving gifts of aloha to people who participate in our studies and who, uh, who come in with extra uh, consideration for our people. I think that's a very good idea and we should do that, whether it's giving them uh, longer stays or giving them some free mac nuts covered in chocolate, Ooh. which is health food and and, 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 and totally my totally health food, totally yeah, yeah. Um, especially the dark chocolate ones. Yeah. Yes, they're mm-hmm. great. That's With good the caramel, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. See, it's getting healthier all the time. So I think that that's a way to do it, and we should do it. In fact, we have to do it. We're in a really, we're we're in a in between a rock and a hard place. Hmm. If I may, we must open tourism on some level, or else many people are going to go hungry, literally hungry. And that we can't have. So we have to open, and we have to open safely. So in order to bridge that gap, it's going to require good surveillance programs. It's going to require really good screening programs. And it's going to also require some testing because without testing, we're flying blind. Mm. And we can't fly blind when we're you know, trying to be strategic about keeping our people safe. Right. 94.7 Kumu, we are uh, Kumu Kokua with our good friend, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, my question <laughs> from a personal perspective, yes. our family had a trip planned to Disneyland in October. They opened up Disneyland in October. Now we're sort of in this weird moment where it's, okay, if we go, when we come back, will we be quarantining for two weeks? Because then we're not going anywhere. You'll be okay. The quarantine will be lifted. Uh, once we open up to the mainland. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you can't really open up and still have the quarantine and expect enough travelers to come to even you know, justify opening the hotels. They just right. won't open. So right. the, uh, the quarantine will be lifted once we have all these protocols in place. The Gov will make that announcement. That some people are going to press for July 15th. Others are going to press for August 1st. And the Gov is also, with me, monitoring what's going on in the mainland because with the uh, which the, with the tragic uh, death of um, Mr. Floyd and then the protests that have ensued, there's a lot of people out there. And if we do see a big spike of COVID-19, all bets are off. Yeah. And we all know that. Uh, then it will be ironic because then people are going to be begging us to open up Japan and Korea and other places. It, it'll change the discussion completely. But for now, we will try to get a date and I, and I'm hopeful that the gov will give us a date next week so that we can make all the plans that that you could hope for because I know these trips are logistically challenging and I know you got to get your fast pass plus for my, Disney. My wife, yeah. plus my wife likes to plan about a year in oh, advance <laughs> so when all of this came up she goes what do we do what do we do and I said just hang on when the lieutenant governor comes in today, <laughs> I will ask him how we're going to do this. So it's basically keep if you have plans in place for uh, September, October, uh, farther on down the road, hold on to them. Yeah, just just hang tight. For I think a little bit, I right? think you're going to be totally fine. I I actually think that I will be personally shocked if we aren't opened uh, by August. I I would be really shocked because there are some some stark realities. One is that the federal monies are going to dry up and then mm. some large businesses could go out of business. 
Hawaiian Airlines has resources only till the end of September, but they are going to have to make plans long before that. Yeah. And if they can't make those plans, they may not be able to recover. So plans have to be made. It just might mean that we have to have like layer upon layer upon layer of added screening uh, to get you know to get our economy open. And people will tolerate that. It will be a drag mm-hmm. uh, spending an extra hour or two at the airport. But look, if people come for a 10-day vacation, they'll understand. And the benefit is extraordinary. The benefit mm-hmm. of knowing that you're in a safe place, that you can have a really, really great vacation without the worry of, of catching COVID as opposed to doing a vacation in New York or Boston, places I love, but where the rate is very high, you mm-hmm. can't go there and, and think it's going to be safe right now. So Hawaii is going to be extraordinary. And that's why I actually think we're going to have a pretty fast uh, resurgence of tourism. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be a small number, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, in spite of the fact that people are hurting economically, a lot of people make this the trip of a lifetime and they're going to do it. Oh, yeah. 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 And especially since our numbers are so low, yeah. people outside are looking over here and going, that's a really healthy place to go. So, <laughs> yeah, that was part of the Plus plan. Plus, we got all right? the sun. Yeah. I yeah, know. So. Right. Yeah. 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 The there sun you will go. kill it. The sun kills the virus. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, what, that's what we understand. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, uh, for our listeners out there, you are listening to Kumu Kokua right here on 94.7 Kumu. I have a question about. So we're 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 talking about reopening uh, Trans-Pacific Tourism. We're talking about July 15th or August 1st, somewhere around there. And I think, you know, people are so excited about that. We think about reopening and then galloping off into the sunset as we are done. But what concerns me is, and I wanted to ask you about this, is that there has been much talk about a second spike of COVID come fall, winter time and dovetailing with the flu season. And so are we making plans or contingencies for that as well? We are. In fact, much of what we're doing is preparing for exactly that. Mm. So we will have lots and lots of capacity to test. We're really at 5,000 tests per day we can run here internally. And every year we have the flu, so we'll have flu vaccinations. I'm predicting we're going to have a a really light flu season this year, and I'll tell you why. Because people are wearing masks and washing their hands. Mm. So unlike before, where we never wore masks and people didn't, you know, very diligently or even obsessively wash their hands all day long, Sure, it's really easy to spread the flu. You watch. Globally, flu is going to drop off really significantly as long as people are, are worried about COVID-19. Mm. So that's going to be something. But also, we'll be preparing our hospital beds to make sure we have enough capacity. Because every year, well, about 10 to 15% of the population is going to get the flu. And of that group, one out of 1,500 people can die. It's it's a serious illness. Mm. So with with that combined with covid we'll be ready. We'd never had a really large spike. I mean, at the end of March, early April, we got to like about 30 to 34 cases per day, uh, which was manageable, although it started to really strain the Department of Health. We would have been in trouble if we were at 70 to 100 a day, and we can't afford that. So these are thresholds that I'm going to have to be watching and and pressing that we, if we get to those thresholds, we are going to have to throttle back all of our other activities or put even stricter testing uh, rules into place. So is ours? Is that a? Is that seventy a day? Is that higher or lower than most other people? Are, are we under a different sort of uh, count number? That's a. Um, this remember, it's just based on per capita yeah. and what you're able to trace and track. Yeah. So even though that's a small number compared to like California, where they have a couple thousand, yeah. but they have an in, they have forty million people to be a part of their health system, and 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 we have so many fewer. We only have 
1.4 million people. Yeah, because right? that so, number that number just kind of freaked me out a little bit. I went, wow, if we get to 70 a day, that's going to be really a problem. I'm like, ooh, it's a problem. That's not a lot. It's not a lot, but it's twice more than we ever had. Yeah. yeah. So, and we remember one thing that we did have is we had a couple months of travel from Asia and from from North America, and we still only surged to that level. So that's that bodes well for us, uh, but it's still a little bit of a um, crapshoot. We don't really, really know where we'll be now that coronavirus has really kind of latched on to North America. Our safest travelers will be from Japan, uh, from New Zealand, and from Australia, if you want to know the facts. But uh, hopefully, as the summer goes on, COVID breaks down, the heat breaks it down, the numbers get much lower, and our screening keeps it out. And, and we could end up having no bump, which is what Esme was concerned about. Mm, That'd be okay. awesome. That would um, be. 94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. All right, it's 8.01 on your Rise and Drive, and uh, we are in the middle of our Kumu Kokua segment, Talking Story, uh, with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. And um, I did want to ask you a question about, so now we've talked quite a bit uh, for the last half an hour about the reopening of tourism, um, which is, of course, your main focus right now. But also we have had some questions from some of our Kumu listeners. And can we, is it, is it okay if we post yes. uh, some of those questions with you? Yeah. All right. Fantastic. One of our callers just a moment ago asked about the resumption of football. Uh, there's been much talk about uh, resumption of outdoor activities and, and the guidelines for that. But he's he's saying football has not been mentioned. It's one of the most popular uh, sports here mm-hmm. in Hawaii. Can you talk about that? When, what, what's, uh, when can they do what they do? Well, my expectation is it will be approved. And I know that there was some pretty vague uh, discussion of all sports, but it wasn't specifically noted. So I'll ask the attorney general to to give us a specific note. Football, of course, is uh, is the one sport where you're guaranteeing contact. Uh, I, I played soccer and, and was a, a, a semi-pro tennis player, actually, at one point, and obviously no contact at all. But the no contact on the in the tennis game. Uh, soccer, less so. Uh, of course, we're in water sports. Otherwise, they're safe. But football stands out. I do think it'll be fine, though. And again, if we're not seeing surges in our schools, no problem at all. I know they need to get on with their scheduling because it's just around the corner. So I'll ask for another clarification. But I sent a note over to them to get formal notice. Okay. And uh, and along those same lines, because my own children and their friends are in marching band, Mm. the same question was asked because normally season starts this week, the first week of June, and they go into training. Uh, That's Mililani High School's marching band, the number one marching band in the state. Can I just say Seriously? (laughs) Really? But that's why they keep asking me. Um, Can you (laughs) clarify that also (laughs) when they can resume uh, because that's, that's, you know, you're talking about hundreds of kids in a band room. So Yeah, as long as they can be six feet apart, that's, mm. that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. And so they may have to stagger their, uh, their practices and rehearsals a little bit. But I think that six feet is going to still be the standard for a time. Also, we're talking about gatherings and we're uh, designating the number of 50 is the number that's been bandied about uh, in certain groups. First, it's been 10 and we're still at 10, uh, but we will expand to larger groups soon. Again, very little risk right now internally because our viral load is utterly low in state. And so I don't think that we're worried, but we don't want any outbreaks. If you get just a couple outbreaks, they can cause a spike that you'd be surprised how big it gets and how fast. Uh, But I think football will be fine this fall. And I think marching bands are fabulous. And I think they're going to happen too. Uh, But just remember, we're going a little bit slow here still in June. 
uh, and we're about, what, two months plus before we start having real games. So what a lot of people are doing on the mainland is they're having smaller scrimmages. They're breaking out their practices for football into groups of five on five rather than, um, you know, the full 11 on 11 or large, you know, large full field practices. So uh, there are ways to do it. And I know our athletic director is going to be on top of it. And uh, I know when I was going to school in Washington State, I uh, went to Odessa, Washington, where they play eight-on-eight eight football. Interesting. And it's quite amazing to watch because <laughs> it's regular football. It's played on a regular field. Mm-hmm. But you get around that end and you're gone. There was not a lot of, there was not a lot of defense in eight-on-eight eight football. So maybe that's one way we could go because then, you know, you got less people on the field and way more offense so that might be that might be interesting Canadian football is a whole nother thing too exactly. where everyone that feels giant but uh, yeah. I think people love their American football and you know the uh, the NFL is actually thinking about doing things like having uh, every other seat mm-hmm. uh, for the for the people uh, fans I'm a big you know a big football fan and then also uh, there will be temperature checks which is going to be common at all big venues especially at our schools where we get 500,000, 2,000 fans, uh, those are, we'll, we'll see exactly whether we're ready for large, large crowds, but we will have to have limitations on capacity so people can sit semi-apart. Mm. Families can still sit together, then you'll have six feet before you get mm. to the next group. That's mm-hmm. going to be the, the norm. Okay. okay. Uh, once again, we're here, Kumu Kokua, 94.7 Kumu with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Uh, oh, and it's Devin and Esme as well. <laughs> almost, we always forget to mention ourselves. Um, Denise Morgan asked about military planes and choppers over the island. She said that over the last few weeks she's seen an increase in that. Is there any word about that? Is there somebody we can ask? Uh, nothing I know about except for medical transports res- mm-hmm. resume. There were a fair number of car accidents and some extra transports did occur this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are not any special exercises to my knowledge. And of course, that's been a, you know, kind of a political football to whether mm-hmm. or not the um, the military is getting special rules. I, I, I don't really want to go there. I would just say this, the military uh, did set up some separate rules additionally, additionally, mm-hmm. to prevent families from going out and breaking quarantine. Um, so, you know, we respect our military personnel and, and they have a job to do and they relocate their families here, but we also are trying to keep the virus out. So we're balancing all those things. Okay. 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 Good. Uh, you are listening to Kumu Kokua on 94.7 Kumu. Um, I had a question and actually several of our listeners had questions about the gyms opening, uh, I believe, uh, two weeks from now. Yes. Um, would you go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 okay, so a little bit of background, because I, I belong to one of the gyms, and I, it, you can tell by looking at me that I haven't been in a gym in a couple of months, because uh, I'm, I'm a little softer than I was before. <laughs> a lot of people are eager to get back into the gyms. But, you know, we've had a couple of other doctors also, and I know you know Dr. Uh, Dara O'Carroll and, and uh, some of the other medical experts we, ha- we have had on this show who have talked about when you're exercising um, and that the larger plume of breath, vapor, microbes that you could be exuding when you're breathing hard in an exercise situation. It could go 20, 30 feet beyond you. And I'm just thinking about that in a closed gym or in a dance studio. And does that worry you at all and what people should do if they're concerned about that? Uh, it doesn't really worry me right now. It's because of our low load, our right. low uh, COVID case exactly, load. Exactly, okay. because if you, right now, mm-hmm just for perspective, we only have five individuals in the whole state that are in the hospital uh, for COVID-related illness. And two people are on ventilators. 
that's out of a million or almost a million and a half people. We also only have 25 people left that haven't been fully cleared by the Department of Health and they're at home. So even if they were out wandering about, which would not be appropriate, and you'd have to be the unlucky soul that ran into somebody who had COVID, then still broke the rules and decided to go to the gym. It's just, I mean, now you're talking about probabilities that are extremely low. Mm -hmm. Now, if there are a few people that are asymptomatic, sure, that's a concern. But remember, asymptomatic people are also not shedding the virus at, at large levels. The people that you're worried about are someone who's got you know, the real serious symptoms. They're feverish, high fevers. They're short of breath. They're coughing a lot. That's where you're going to get spread. I do think that the gyms are going to have to spread people out a little bit more. They'll have to make sure that their capacity is limited. They are certainly going to be investing in extra cleaning. And people should go the extra mile to wash their hands beforehand, to wash down their machines very rigorously, to help the to help the personnel that take care of gyms. That would be the fair thing to do. It's a thoughtful thing to do. So do all that, but go out and jog and do stomach crunches, man. It's good. Well, why are you looking at me when you see this stuff? <laughs> What's what's happening over here? Well, that's the, the royal we. I feel, I feel the judging all, eyes yeah, over yeah, here from the Lieutenant Governor. I'm feeling bad. Keep your shirt on. It's bad enough we're going to make you sing Partridge Family songs. Yeah. Once again, now Lieutenant Governor Josh Green joining us here for Kumu Kokoa 94.7 Kumu. Um, someone actually, uh, Christina, a friend of mine, just texted me. Uh, can she go get a massage? Apparently this is a big thing for a lot of people. This is like a regular massage. This isn't one of those Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay. no. It's, it's a regular massage. Okay. <laughs> yes, she she can. I think again, it's um, as we open up businesses, one-on-one contact businesses are a little higher risk. So mm-hmm. she'll want to make sure that it's a it's a good professional place that has good cleaning. Uh, the the individual is obviously going to have to be a professional and wash their hands very well, and they may very well be using gloves. Certainly wearing a mask. I think it's okay. Again, mm-hmm. all of these things, since we have been closed with low rates for so much time. I wouldn't over worry about it. Uh, but once we do open to the, the general public at large, we'll be watching to make sure there's no surge because that surge would affect us all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, one more question really quickly. Um, 24-7 is a dance group, a uh, dance school. Um, there's many of them here in Hawaii. Uh, dance is kind of a huge thing here for people. The, a lot of the dance community is wondering when do they get to go back and go to their classes. Um, they're included in the June 19th wave, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's imminent. And uh, my daughter, who takes dance classes amazingly, she's been doing uh, virtual dance right. classes through uh, Zoom, which is just amazing. They even mm-hmm. had one recital. So, uh, <laughs> But that's not really what we're about here with, with dance and performance arts. So, yes, here it comes, two weeks. And once again, everyone should spend extra time with personal hygiene and we'll still do our best to not have direct one-on-one contact yeah, although some of that's not possible with dance or massage or healthcare, but people's worries levels should be low. It, we're really like uh, at DEFCON four, you know, which is yeah. is DEFCON one is nuke, right? DEFCON <laughs> five, there's no risk. Well, we're getting back to safe. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because we've been doing the work is yes, basically what you're exactly. saying. So our caseload is low. Yes. That's awesome. Ninety four seven Kumu Kokua because Kumu cares. Eight fourteen on your rise and drive, and we are in the middle of our Kumu Kokua segment, talking story with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. So he is live once again hey. in our Kumu studio. We're glad to see him back because that's actually a good. It's like a good sign because mm-hmm. now we can talk story mm-hmm. live in person again. Um, I did have a question. Um, about the protocols that the counties have been following uh, in getting approvals from the governor. Now, flashing back a few weeks and months ago, I think you made it no secret that the certain counties or county was kind of getting, uh, <laughs> maybe speaking out of turn in what they were doing uh, in terms of opening or closing or whatever it is. And, and then the governor came and said, you know, he said, uh, from now on, all the counties got to get my approval. Do you feel now that the counties are doing better at following that approval protocol and consulting with you and the governor before moving ahead with what they're supposed to do? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's that's a problem solved. The Mm -hmm. um, the gov gets a ton of feedback from the mayors uh, three times a week, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure, and I know, lots of informal conversations too. But yeah, they're on the same page now. The gov uh, agreed to give them 24-hour turnaround whenever possible, which is a really... um, a significant concession from him because a lot of the stuff has to get vetted legally and it puts pressure on the attorney general and so on. But yeah, instead of having just like announcements one day before the gov was going to be making the announcement anyway and everyone knew it, now there's a process and people are, are sharing. As I was saying from kind of the beginning, we we were going to get opened in June once once it became clear that we were safe, right? And then it was just a matter of, of being semi-organized. And We've gotten people organized. I think it's good. And I, I'm really pleased to see uh, that because we need some understanding. We spoke a little bit off, offline before of how great would it be just to have a clear calendar. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to socialize that idea with the Gov, a clear and visible calendar. The first thing you go on to the governor's website, uh, you see a calendar of when things open. People are very visual. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's not lost on me that we should do that. Do we have actually now that you're saying that? So June 19th, we've got that next that next wave of businesses opening. We're talking about either July 1st or I'm sorry, July 15th or August 1st for Trans Pacific. Am I missing any other waves of businesses and operations that still need to open? We got to get to 100 and then completely open in terms of crowds of people being able to get together. Is there are there other businesses we have not yet addressed? There are. They're like uh, big events, like concerts, uh, conferences those kind of events. And then, of course, the easier approach will be numerics. Like if we have, you're allowed to have 100, and then you're allowed to have a 500, group of 500, but you have to have this protocol in place, and then you're allowed to have 1,000, but so-and-so numbers have to be approved. My team is also working on some uh, some interesting ideas, I think, where, for instance, you've got the marathon or the Ironman, and eventually those events are going to happen again but we would like to put in some additional layers of security because people will be traveling from all over. And that's another place where having a pretest makes a ton of sense and that the organizers can, of course, communicate directly with those individuals that are traveling. Uh, that would be beneficial for us and it would help us open large events safely. So there's lots of work being done on these things and it's definitely not one size fits all. But as we, as we head towards the, the end of this month where almost all business is open, Remember, everybody still wear your masks when you're out. Uh, the idea is to continue to minimize risk no matter what. But I think a lot of people are going to go out. I'm going out to lunch today. 
I, you know, it's hard to believe, right? And <laughs> I'm going to see two old friends uh, for lunch. And we have a birthday party scheduled uh, for our, our friend John Henry on the, I think, su- next Sunday. And we're going to all be out to dinner for that. So it's a big change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't get cocky, everybody. Uh, still be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think we're pretty darn safe until travel resumes from, you know, across the, the Pacific. When that happens, we will again kind of be extra cautious mm-hmm. and let's just let's just keep our fingers crossed that we have really, really serious layers of protection in place. Yeah, yeah. And if I if I may, if I can just put in my little vote for yes, indeed, can you please lobby the governor or whoever else needs to make that that visual calendar happen? Because I think what's confusing, it's not just for reporters, I think just for the, the general populace, um, we have all these different counties who are opening things at different times. So they'll hear, they're, even if they're listening to my newscast or to Hawaii News Now or whoever, and they'll hear this long stream of different types of businesses and things opening, but but then you got to sit there going, did they just talk about Oahu or was that Maui or you know what I mean? Like it's it's confusing. So if, if something could be set up chronologically, that would be a big, I think that would help a lot of people like kind of resolve. She's that, very that, visual. <laughs> so if you can help her with the visual, that'd be great. Got pictures ready. Yeah. yeah. Pictures are nice. Pictures John, are nice. Speaking slow terms. That's what people there enjoy uh, watching your your Facebook lives and stuff. Yeah. The whiteboard. You have the whiteboard and do all that stuff. We kind of were expecting yeah. you to walk in like, you know, trailing the whiteboard behind you. Too heavy. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is big. I got a big one too. I got a new one we're going to unveil soon. Oh, oh. giant. Yeah. Okay. We got to get you one of those fancy ones that uh, work on the computer. So I know, draw, but I'm low know, tech, I'm man. Down. I'm saying. When you got those markers, you can control that. No, I can't mess up. <laughs> well, no, the this tech. says no. This says markers too. You use the marker, and the marker. Never mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to back up just a, a little bit with some of the stuff that's been happening with regards to uh, George Floyd and the protests and all that stuff. Um, I've been seeing a lot of people posting these. I heard it from a friend of a friend. I heard it from my cousin, my uncle, that they're shipping in all these people to come and protest and all this stuff. And it sounds like Shibai to me, but I was just curious mm. whether you had heard anything uh, on your level about that. Um, I'll, I'll share what I can share on on radio and Facebook Live. Um, there have been some concerns mm-hmm. uh, when I've seen them. And if any of them have been reputable, I've made sure the attorney general knew about them. Mm-hmm. And she's on top of it, as is our law enforcement team. So please, everybody, if if there are protests this weekend, make them utterly peaceful. If anyone decides to rabble rouse or there's any nonsense from the mainland, uh, gently excuse yourself and go elsewhere and and have a have a peaceful protest when those characters have been arrested or are gone. Hmm. Um, because there are some people in different parts of the country that have intentionally incited violence, and that's not what we're about in Hawaii. Hmm. We're about nonviolent protest, and I really love it. So uh, be a little careful. There will be an ex- a little extra law enforcement out there paying attention. Okay. All right. Okay, Fair that's enough. good to know. There you go. It is uh, 8.22 on your Rise and Drive here on 94.7 Kumu, and we only have the Lieutenant Governor for a few more moments. Was there anything else that you wanted to add, sir, about uh, just how we're moving forward here? Or any concerns nice that haircut, you might have? by the way. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, my... You, you can see that for yourself on Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah, he, he, finally, he, finally got the, he finally got the haircut. It looks good. <laughs> um, I would say uh, this is an opportunity for us uh, to... To celebrate something special has happened, we we did sacrifice together, and and as we rebuild our trust and the economy, this is what I'm doing. Our family buy local, do some staycations if you have time or if you have resources. Really invest in our 
in our local businesses, help them recover more quickly, this is a great time to do that. And we are going to safely restore tourism, but be patient because we, we're kind of in the throes of very serious conversations. If you feel strongly one way or another, contact me on my social media. It's um, at LTGov Josh Green, at LTGov Josh Green, or our Facebook, I think is just Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. Please weigh in with me, uh, text me your ideas. My cell is 937-0991, I don't mind. Uh, I can't take a lot of emergency calls just because I had so many calls, but I can text very easily and give me your best ideas and I'll try to incorporate them. Know that everything is first gonna be safety and health, but that includes a healthy economy because that's how we pay for um, law enforcement or our hospital care or mm -hmm. our schools. So. Uh, we're we're kind of doing a balancing act now, but people you have, have been so great, and so just thank you for that. And I'll keep, you know, I'll keep available as long as people will have me. And I th I think we did a plus through the first phase through the the outbreak of of coronavirus, and now it's important that we also succeed in the next real phase, which is the actual opening uh, to outside uh, forces. Inside we're okay. When we opened our bars or restaurants or travel, all things being equal, we've been okay for a little while. But now, get ready. Really, let's clean up our act totally perfectly so that when tourism resumes, we're prepared. Mm -hmm. and, and please stop wearing your mask down below your nose. Okay. <laughs> right, some people. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm seeing that everywhere and it's still bothering the heck out of me because I, I go, what? Why I know. Are you? I so know, right? can we can we hear from can we hear from an actual medical I doctor? I feel like I feel like yeah. I want to say LG, yeah. tell them that you, that you oh. need to wear your mask <laughs> over your, your nose and, and mouth, and also yeah. do not pick boogers and flick them on people. <gasps> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a bad that's idea. That. Yeah, so kids, if you're that. at school, don't do that. But <laughs> don't uh, eat them too. And that's adults not don't do that either. No, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's it's important to cover up. It's uh, all of the mucous membranes. This is the doctor me talking. So it's it's eyes, nose, and mouth. That's where you can. Uh, contract viruses and so be careful uh, not too much risk right now but this is the time of the year where I know there's graduation parties and we're celebrating coming back and it's gonna be hugging and kissing and stuff you know keep it keep it normal and try not to um, take extra risk because this is a finite thing right this is a I won't say it's a one and done but this this coronavirus pandemic is gonna burn out eventually. Mm -hmm. And the better we do in Hawaii, it sets us up for a great future. So every case that we don't have, every cluster we avoid is a huge win long term. I can't express that enough. And so, yeah, one one person's mask worn wrong and they blow their nose on somebody. That's a that's this is a bad time for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Never a great time. Really, really but yeah. Gross. Yeah. 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 Just the idea of that is making me yeah. giving me heebie jeebies. Right. So, thank you. <laughs> Nag, somebody did that to me one day when I was out for a jog in the oh. morning. It was, it was not not super great, but, um, you know, it's okay. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green, thank you so much for stopping by. Every, hey. uh, we, we appreciate so much that you carve out this time for us and for the listeners. I know I know they appreciate it as mm -hmm. well because when I'm walking around, they're like, when's Lieutenant Governor coming yeah. on? We love when he's there. We're like, well. What about us? I know, like, like, even, we're right here. We're right here. <laughs> we're, it's uh, we're bringing him in. Come on, man. It's like family, yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah, you just leave me. The novelty will wear off in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but uh, but we really do appreciate you taking the time to, to sit down and really go. Uh, 
I think long form uh, get a chance to really uh, give people the download mm-hmm. and explain to them how things are working. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. You bet. So um, whenever you need, just give oh, a no, shout. We'll see you next week. Don't worry. You're coming <laughs> back. It's, it's not one of those things where it's a question. So uh, we will see him back again next week. All right. For his weekly updates. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very sir. much. Lieutenant Governor Josh Green joining us for Kumu Kokoa right here, 94.7 Kumu.